Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. But, uh, you know, last week I laid out a roadmap for our, our discussion for the rest of the month. And if you, you weren't here last week, I highly, 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 highly encourage you to go back, listen, please listen for your sake, listen for the sake of your family, for those college kids, kids that are in college, you got to get this. I want you to listen so that you could live and serve God in the freedom that Christ bought for you. And, and so, so I want to really encourage you, if you haven't done so already, scarletnote.org, follow us, subscribe. Uh, we have a podcast. If, for those that have Alexa, you can literally tell Alexa, Alexa, play the Scarlet Note podcast, and it, it'll go right into the series. It'll go right in there. Try it. It's, it's pretty cool. And so if you're working out, you can listen, but listen and grow and grow in your walk and in your understanding. I, I wanted to heighten your awareness on this topic of, of freedom as, as Christians in this message that we are calling freedom in his love. His, his, his love is not only here to comfort you, but his love is here to provide you with freedom. What does that look like? Being a child of God doesn't hinge on following a set of rules. Following a set of regulations to make us loved by our Heavenly Father. That's not what being a Christian is about. Did you hear that? Yes. Is everyone understanding that? Yes. Being a child of God doesn't hinge on following rules and regulations. Your Heavenly Father loves you. Thank you for that. In, in Christ, we don't have do's and don'ts or else. Instead, because of our love and our devotion to our Heavenly Father, we are moved in our spirit to do the things that are right and stay away and flee from the things that are wrong because we genuinely love. I love my parents. love them tremendously. And my love was demonstrated to my parents in everything that I did to avoid giving my parents heartache. So I lived a life trying to avoid breaking my parents' heart. It's the way I lived. Now, I don't know about my sister, Jamaida. I'm glad she's not here because I could put all her garbage out there. She's online. She's a great girl. Great. Great. She's just great. This is just great. But, but you think about those that are parents. Think about that. Those that are parents, I don't, you don't need to give, listen, to love your children, you love them, you love them with, with, with no expectation. You, you, love, you love the ones that are good. And then you especially love the ones that cause you some stress. But in the infrequent occasions that we fall short in the eyes of God, Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, For everyone has sinned. Everyone. Who's everyone? everyone. Who's everyone? everyone? We fall short of God's glorious standard. And we learned last week that we can ask for forgiveness. We can repent of our sin. And we are forgiven with no consequence to his love for us. Yes, there may be consequences to some of your, 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 your sins. There are, there, there are sins that come as a consequence. But those consequences aren't God punishing you. Because he loves you even when you mess up. Now, this may sound too easy. And in fact, many, many uh, church circles and church systems, they teach the contrary. 
because it sounds too easy. But the truth of the matter is that that is precisely what the gospel, somebody say gospel. gospel. That's what the gospel means. The gospel means good news. Somebody say good news. Good news. Come on, say it louder. Good news. Good news. So what is the gospel? Good news. What is good news? And what is good news? According to, according to scripture, good news, according to scripture, is that man no longer has to die without the remedy and the consequence for his or her sin, which was the eternal death. The penalty was death. But because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus, who? Jesus. Because of Jesus. Jesus, his death and resurrection, man has been redeemed and has the choice to accept this precious gift simply by believing. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Let's read it together. God saved you by his grace. And when did he do this? When did he do this? When did he do this? And you can't take credit for this. It is a it is a it is a gift from God. Take that in, seriously, take that in. Take a moment to take in that your salvation, your salvation is a free gift. It's a gift. Now you have the choice to receive it by believing or you can reject it in your unbelief. It's your choice. Now in no way does this mean that forgiveness was easy. Forgiveness is easy to me. Forgiveness is easy to you. But it cost Jesus everything. Did you hear that? Are you understanding that? It is easy for me, but it was hard for him. The gift that I've been given cost Jesus his life. It wasn't easy for him. Salvation wasn't cheap. You know, the reason that these guys are up here and I asked them to sing this old song, it's an old song, and, and in fact, when I told them to sing that song, they were like, you want us to sing what? You know the shackles song, uh, shackles, and you take the shackles off and jump and shout, and, and they were like, we don't know what that song is, and I was trying to get Becky, Becky, it was that fun song, it was a song, it was a celebratory song, it was, and she was like, really, that's what we're going to do on Sunday? He said, yeah, I want us to sing about freedom. I want us to dance and celebrate the freedom we have in Jesus. Why? Because it wasn't cheap. First Peter chapter one, verse 18 and 19 together. For you know that God paid. Who paid? Who paid? Who paid? God paid. What? A ransom. ransom. Anybody know what a ransom is? Anybody know what a ransom is? Ransom. Anybody know? Huh? A cost. A ransom. Boom! Good. Good. Very good. It was an exchange. It's an exchange. Um, Let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. And And he paid the ransom... To save you from the empty life, you inherit it. I got news for you. Your life, absent of God, is empty. Your life, empty of God, is empty. Your life, empty, or absent, thank you, absent of God, is empty. Which means, what is the opposite? What is the opposite? That with God, I'm fulfilled. It is impossible to be a child of God and feel empty. And if that is the case, then we have to question your walk, your belief, and your understanding. So, empty life inherited from your ancestors. 
Now, I don't know what dad and mom or I don't know what you inherited from your family. I don't know what that is. But I'm here to tell you, regardless of what you inherited from your ancestors, from your family, I'm telling you, once you come to Jesus, there is an exchange. Man, now you get that inheritance from your heavenly father. And it says, empty life you inherited from your ancestors and the ransom he paid was not mere gold gold or silver. Next. It was the, the, the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb. Man, take a moment and praise God for that. Just seriously, just take a moment and praise God for that. Listen, salvation for us is easy. And it has a simple implication for us. On the receiving end, it's simple for us. But make no mistake about it. It was hard. And it came at a high price, a precious Price to someone else. And then someone gave you the effects. You know, this was Paul's frustration with the Galatian church. And we talked about the Galatian church last week. We're going to talk about them again. They, they, had been, they had been persuaded by false teachers that were, that were teaching that you had to be saved by exercising Jewish law in particular for the men circumcision it was necessary in order to be saved Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 but Paul writes and he's emphatic about this adamant so Christ has truly come on guys wake up he has truly what he has what set us free but then he's listen to what he adds he says now make sure that you Mm. he set you free he did his part but now he goes there's a part you have to do he says make sure that you stay free and you don't get tied up again in slavery to the law because it is very possible very possible I said this last week to be free spiritually but because of your ignorance Live in bondage. Romans chapter 6, verse 14. Sin is no longer. Did you hear that? When you come to Jesus, Jesus becomes your master. And if he is your master, then he is Lord over your life. He has ownership over you. But if, if, if Jesus is Lord and master over your life, then sin can. By default, sin can. For you no longer live under the under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Coming to church on Sundays has to be exciting. And it's, it's not because you're coming to a building, but it's that together we're celebrating the freedom Amen. that he has given to all of us. When I see David, I, I can celebrate the freedom. I see Quap, I can celebrate the freedom. I see Pastor Jose over there, I can celebrate the freedom. The Coopers! Celebrate too. <laughs> I got to celebrate freedom. Freedom for me, freedom for them. Free. Man, we're free. You know, it gets me when you go to a, 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 any black party, any black party, beach party, family reunion, name it. You name it. Whenever you start playing, what are those songs? The, um, the, the electric slide, the shuffle, the everybody just, everybody leaves their seat. You see them acting foolish. And no one's embarrassed. No one is worried about what they're wearing. 
no one worries about the, the sweat marks. Everybody's just doing the thing, right? They're just dancing. But you come to church. That's fake. Man, we are to celebrate the freedom in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Acting a fool. My grandkids get embarrassed when they see me in worship. They get so embarrassed. They're like, oh my God, my, dad, my granddad is embarrassing. I know I don't look like a granddad, but... I but the Apostle Paul is dealing with this frustration, and this is... This is this was a common belief that was creeping into his churches because of his absence. They were teaching this behind his back. And Paul started to, he had been establishing these churches on his travels. And because he couldn't be there physically and be there full time and permanent, he had to rely on these letters. So what you're reading are letters. That's a letter. Those are letters that he had written that he had sent out to the churches because he couldn't be there. And he sent these, these uh, letters to these different churches that were de dealing with particular different challenges that they had. For the church of Corinthians, it was something. For the, 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 the church of Galatia, it was another. For the church of Philippi, it was something else. But those are all letters that we're reading about. We, we call it the Bible. But in fact, what the Bible is containing, especially in the New Testament, are an archive of those letters. And those letters are applicable or applicable to us all. So when Paul wasn't around, other teachers would infiltrate these, these churches that Paul had started. And they would confuse the people. And they would confuse the people away from what they had received from Paul. And this was very frustrating to him. To the point that Paul wrote, and we finished reading that. Christ has truly set you free. But make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again into slavery. I tell you guys, those that, that call Scarlet Note your home church, I do a very, very good job at trying to keep your schedules free. Why? So you can go home with your family and do life. And, and it, it, it pains me to see many folks that go, well, I don't got church. I don't got nothing to do on Tuesday. I'm going to find a church. I'm going to go there. And I'm going to find something to do on Wednesday. I'm going to go to another church and go there. And before you know it, you've gone to 17 different church services, picking up one thing, picking up another, picking up another, picking up another, and you can't live in the freedom. And this is the same thing that was happening back in this time. So why did Paul write, stay free? Do everything to make sure that you are free. And, and by no means am I saying that you can't visit any other church. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. So no, I didn't say that. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it matters to me most that you are a believer at home. Then that you are waiting to go into some church service to then show that you are some kind of a Christian. Okay? It's Paul. So why did Paul write this? You and you alone, listen to this line, you and you alone can keep you free. You and you alone can keep you free. Jesus makes you truly free, but you and only you can keep you free. Everybody following that? Yes. If in your walk as a believer, you chase after the shackles and the, the, the chains of bondage of rules and regulations, then the work of the cross has no power in you. Amen. Man, we went to Cancun, Mexico. 
with a group. It was nine of nine couples. And, and I want to encourage you, if you, for any couple, I'm telling you, man, get your savings together um, and, and, and you want to come out with us. But what a beautiful work in freedom. We had, we had so much fun. Yeah. Woo. Oh. <laughs> Holy moly. Ooh, that was chocolatey. Wow. Muscles. Muscle milk. Okay. We had such a great time together. We had such a freedom. We cried together. We laughed together. We danced. Man, I got this video of Deanna. She, and I'm, 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 I'm saving it. I'm going to put it in the archives because we're going to save it. Man, she did a whole set of salsa dancing by herself. Just by herself. She's just... And I'm her pastor, and I'm sitting away, and I'm looking at my sister, and I said, enjoy your life in the freedom of Jesus. Enjoy. 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 She was dangerously dancing. Galatians chapter 5, listen to what, listen to what Paul says. And the reason I, I, I'm, I'm giving you these scriptures that I want to read with you so that you go home and you read for yourself. Amen. He said, listen, I, Paul, who is writing here? Paul. Paul, I tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision. Now, let me stop there. Because for this group of people, bless you, Alicia. For this group of people, the requirement was circumcision for, for, for the fellas. But you could, you could blank that word. And you can put some of those regulations and rules that you may have grown up with. And instead of circumcision, you can put that one in there. Think about it. What are the do's and the don'ts that you have been given? He says, see, if you're counting on blank to make you right with God, then Christ will be off no benefit to you. If you think it takes that to make you right in the eyes of God, then there is no benefit to Christ. <laughs> Next. I'll say it again. That's Paul. If you're trying to find favor with God by being blank, for these guys that were circumcision, you must obey then every regulation in the whole law of Moses. If that's what you think. Next. For if you're trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, then you have been cut off Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. Paul, Paul is dealing in depth with, with this ongoing matter. It, it turned toxic in the churches. It was a toxic venom. So he explains in detail what the purpose of the Jewish law was for and for whom. So he has to explain. So forgive me for reading 10 verses with you. I know you read a lot at home. I know you read the Bible a lot at home. Okay, good. But for those that need a little help, we're going to do this together this morning. Galatians chapter 3, verses 19. Why then was the law given? What was the law for? What was the law? All right? There were 10 commandments, and in addition to the 10 commandments, there were an added 600 added commandments that these guys were following, and they still follow till this day. I've been to Israel. It is incredible the do's and don'ts for the Jewish people. Still today, imagine that you step in an elevator on a Saturday and you don't touch a button because it's considered work. So in Israel, every elevator is programmed automatically for the Sabbath to stop at every floor. 
because they can't work. That's a regulation. So they live by a set of very strict, and when I mean strict rules, I did a Shabbat dinner. I had dinner with them, and it is incredible. The washing process before you touch anything, the cleanliness, it isn't. They have two sinks, one for the clean stuff, one for the dirty stuff, two refrigerators, one for dairy, one for meat. Regulations upon regulations because they think that these are the things that are necessary to gain favor with God. So why then was the law given? It was given alongside the promise. Now we're gonna get about, we're gonna talk about this promise. It, it was given alongside the promise to show people their sins. See where see, where there is no law, then there's no sin. So so uh, we have a we we were gifted. A pool. My, my son and, and, and daughter-in-law, they, they gifted us a pool. And and it's, a, it's a, literally, they, they got money, y'all. <laughs> and uh, so they gifted us a pool. And, um, and one of the things that came along with the pool was the sign. And the sign has all of the legal stuff that you can't do. However... The sign, I haven't posted it, I haven't put it up. I have the sign in my kitchen. Rebecca said to me, hey, Dad, you haven't posted the sign? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was all right. But the kids are breaking every regulation on the sign. Why? Because they don't know because it isn't written. Are you understanding? <laughs> Becky said, I'm going to put it up today. There is... There are speak. Erica, are you here? Yeah. Well, you're looking so sad. Are you free? She's okay. If if you're driving in a street and there are no street signs, then how fast can you drive? Why? If there's no law. There's no sin. So Paul is writing. And he says, why is it? It was given alongside of the promise to show people their sins. Next. But the law was designed to last only. So the law had a timeline. And here we are in 2023. And many people chase after the shackles of the law. Oh, I'm biblical, pastor. Oh, that's what I am. Well, we're going to learn something. But the law was designed to last only until the coming, until the coming. It's right there. Next. God gave his law through angels to Moses, who was the mediator between God and the people. Next. Now, a mediator is helpful when more than one party must, uh, I'm sorry, if more than one party must reach an agreement. But God, who is one, did not use a mediator when he gave his promise to Abraham. Next. Is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises? Absolutely not. If the law could give us new life, we could be made right with God by obeying it. But, somebody say but. but. The scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin. So we receive God's promise of only by Oh, there's more. Before the way of faith. Now it's talking and it's taking you to a different era. So it's saying before this. Before the way of faith in Christ was available to us. We were placed under guard by the law. The law served as guardianship. That's what the law was doing in that era. We were kept in protective custody 
so to speak, until the way of faith was revealed. Listen, let me put it this way. Let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until, until, until it protected us until we could be made right with God. How are you made right? How? 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 Through faith. Think about that. Think about that. Next. And, 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 and now that the way of faith. When has it arrived? When has it arrived? When is this way? So why do you keep chasing back after the rules and the regulation? It's done. It's been fulfilled. We no longer. Let me stop there because some people need to take that in. Some folk need to take that in. Oh, heavenly Lord, help me. Twenty-six. For you are son. You are all children of God. Through what? Faith. Through what? Faith. In rules and regulations. No. I, and I know this. I, I know this scrapes at the core of some folk and even some that are watching online. I know I'm going to get the emails because it is a slippery so a slope, not a soap, slippery slope. <laughs> But listen, next. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ. That's that's what happens when you get baptized. An old you is buried. A new you comes up. You. I remember when Paul, uh, Paul Edwards got, got baptized. He said, I feel sorry for those that come behind me because I sure left a lot of sin in there. I messed that pool up for everybody else. It's like putting on new clothes. Some of us are still carrying the same garbage and baggage of the old you. Next. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave, We're free, male, female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. This serves, listen, and in Christianity, Christianity has no hierarchical roles for men and women. Thank you, Deanna. We are what? One. I look at Becky. Becky is my equal, my counterpart. That's right. Baby, you don't believe that? You didn't say anything. You sat there like Eric did. You sat there just like Eric did. We're one. We're one. Deanna's over there hyping me up. That's right. I got you. You got my back? I got you back. Shoot. Curly hair in the back. All right. And now... you. You are the true, listen, you are the true children of Abraham. There's this whole movement of the Israelites, the real Israelites, based on pedigree, based on birth. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. 30. Is there another one? That was it? Okay. So then how, how do I live in this freedom as a child of God? When, when I walk into this room, I'm, I'm, I'm in a room with my equals, my sisters, my brothers. Just because of a pastor or the pastor of this church, 
there isn't no hierarchy. I'm not anything divine. I've said this to you many, many times. Don't look to me to save you. I'll mess you up. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I won't go. I will. I'm the. I won't. I'm gonna admit it. I'm not going to the cross for you. I'm. You know, I would consider it for Becky, but even that one would be close. <laughs> But it's in Christ that we're one. Amen. We're one. And Paul's main point was that, that the way to live as a follower of Jesus was not by following a set of do's and don'ts. But it was by relying on a deeper and more intimate source. Here we go. And this is what I love. Whenever you hear somebody tell you, you know, I like to follow the Bible. It's what the Bible says. You sure about that? Are you sure? Because Paul said, if you're going to follow this law, you got to keep them all. If you're thinking in that, that's the way of doing it. And if, and if you're claiming that you are biblical because you follow the Bible, well, then you must keep And let me tell you, there's a lot of stuff in there. So what did Paul tell his churches? Go with me. Verse 5. Chapter 5 of Galatians. What did he say? But we who live by the by the by the by the and this is the problem that people don't understand about the freedom that they have in Christ. Because it's telling us, we live by the Spirit. eagerly wait to receive by Faith. the righteousness that who gave? God. God has promised us. Next, is there an, an, another? For when we place our faith in Christ, Jesus, Jesus, there is no benefit in being blank or blank or blank or blank or blank. Why? Because my faith is in Jesus. Amen. So listen. Amen. Or being uncircumcised. So circumcised or uncircumcised. There's no benefit to that. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. Yes. Yes. I, I know a ton of biblical people that have no love. Yeah. Ton of biblical people. Follow the Bible to the day. Have no love. Our walk as followers of Jesus is summed up by the treatment of others. Not by keeping a set of rules. Paul told the church of Galatia, chapter 5, verses 13 to 14. He said, you have been called to live in freedom. To the men, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another. And what? Is there another scripture there? For the whole law, and I would say for the whole Bible can be summed up in this one commandment. Come on, read it out. See, our faith in our walk as Christians is, is expressed in how we treat our, faith, our, our fellow neighbor. Who's that? Who's that? Someone's going, Satan's going to take him. <laughs> Listen, our, our faith in Christ is, is, is summed up in how we treat our neighbor. And, and let me start here. The closest neighbor that you are going to have are the very people that you live with. Yes. Amen. Husbands, 
How do you treat your wife? How do you treat your wife? Chris, how do you treat your wife? Oh, he said amazing. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. She looked at her. You know, we, we did a tour better, and, and, and Crystal was talking one day, and I don't like kind of putting the stuff that we talk about there because you got to come and experience it for yourself if you're a couple. But she, she was talking about her husband, and she couldn't get a paragraph in without weeping about his love and treatment for her as a woman. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, you got to applaud that. Wives. How do you treat your husband? Oh, I got quiet. Amen. <laughs> Parents, how do you treat your children? Amen. That one too. <laughs> Jose got to the house yesterday. Uh, yesterday. <laughs> Pastor Jose got to the house. No, that wasn't yesterday. It was Friday. That was me. That was that was you, yeah, because you didn't do that. He did. <laughs> he got to the house on Friday. I said, hey, man, I need to borrow a wheelbarrow. Oh, yeah, I got one. I said, you mind bringing it? I have, I, have a, I have a load coming to the house. Oh, yeah, what you got? Two tons of rocks. Oh, yeah, I'll bring it. Then the rock company called me, and they go, hey, we had a last-minute cancellation. We could make it to your house today. You mind me being there? Uh, want us coming down and dropping it off? I said, yeah, drop it off. And then Jose got there. He dropped off the wheelbarrow. And then the truck company arrived with two tons of stone. And he just looked at me. I looked at him like. <laughs> 30, 30 wheelbarrows full of stone. That kid moved. Adrian, Adrian got there the next day. He's like, "Wow, this is nice. <laughs> Real nice." <laughs> but, 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 how do you treat your parents? So, parents, how do you, parents, how do you treat your children? Children, how do you treat your parents? We are living in an era where kids do not respect their parents. They don't honor their parents. And I'm sorry, don't call yourself a Christian and treat your parents like garbage. I am sorry. Regardless, do not. Regardless. Get so angry when you hear the vocabulary, the attitude, the expectations, the demands. On grown-up kids. Grow up. Yeah, I got quiet and awkward. Quiet, man. You treat your parents good? I'll punch in your face. You treat them good? Okay. The best. All right. I hope. I'm going to go do an inventory. <laughs> And he says that love is, is summed up in how you treat others, your neighbors. So, so the closest neighbor is my wife, yep. husband, my children. But then it doesn't stop there. And then the reach goes beyond the four walls of your home and how you treat people in your community. Please don't tell me you're the jerk of the community. You don't need a, You don't need to post. Sign, you ever see people that have to post signs of what their faith is? How do you treat your coworkers? How, how do you treat your coworkers? Or the people you do business with? Business people. Always trying to shave a little to make a little on top. Stop being crooked. 
Be sincere. Love. Anyone that you have a in your circle, in your sphere of influence, how do you treat people? How do you speak to people? Regardless of political parties and regardless of race and ethnicity, regardless of gender, whether you, whatever, love on people. Just love on people. Amen. Becky and I met this guy at Lowe's. We have been going to Lowe's because we're doing a lot of work at the house. And, and so we met this guy at the lumber company and, and the lumber department and gardening department. And, and he's just, I don't know, he's taken, he's really taken to us. And every time we go there, we, we talk and we're we just talking. This, he doesn't know I'm a pastor. Doesn't know, I, doesn't know I'm a Christian. Doesn't know that I go to church. Because I don't need to tell people. That's right. I am a child of God. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I need to tell nobody. Right. And I go there and, and he saw me and he felt moved to tell us his condition at, at the hospital. And what he had gone through and everything he experienced. And he shared with us. We're in the middle of the guard. I just finished painting. I have my... My, my cart, I want to go, and he wants to talk. And, and he shared with me, he said, I just, I was in the hospital for the last few days with a, um, a blood clot in his lungs, and there's one in the back of his head. And he was moved. You know why he was moved? He was moved. He said, the people here where I work at treat me with more love than my very own family. And he started, he started to, he, was, he got emotional and he couldn't even speak. And when he was emotional, he, he had to, he, you could still hear that he wasn't well, but he had to drag his butt to the place where there was blood, where there was love. And for him, a lows. That is terrible. If you come to this place and you don't live, you don't leave better, and we've wasted our time here. Amen. So, Pastor, then how do we know what is right and wrong? If there, then if there's no rules and regulations, what is our compass? What is the standard for what pleases you and dishonors God? Galatians chapter 5, 16. Let's read it. Well, I'm biblical. You need to be careful with that. Be careful. Let the Holy let the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit guide, guide your, lives. your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. So, do you need it in writing? Do you need it in writing? Why? Come on. Who said it? Come on. The Holy Spirit is your God. Okay, okay, yeah, right, yeah. Well, you know, when Paul's writing this, there is no Bible. Continue. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so you're not free to carry out your good intentions. Is there more than that? But when you are by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of. Is there more? That should have been Moses. To the law of Moses. I, I, I got it. That was my fault. Taking folk there, giving me the look. Don't worry, you're not, you're not subject to So, in his writings to this particular church, and for us today, in 2023, Paul is bringing the focus from things that we ought to do or not do, from rules that we are to follow 
And he's pointing us to the one who paid it all for us. And then he gave us the receipt of his purchase. The one who paid it for us, and then he gives you the receipt. You ever been given a, a, a gift card? You've ever received a gift card as a gift? It's questionable when you get the gift card and they don't give you the receipt. You know what I mean? It's a step of faith, man. It's like, oh, man. I got to swipe this thing. I don't know. But when you get the receipt, what can you confirm? And that is what grace is. He pays the price and he gives you the receipt. Man, we're about to wrap up. Galatians 6. 12 through 15. Those who are trying to force you to be blank, circumcised, but it could be whatever you're being forced to do or not to do. They just want to look good to others. Next. They don't want to be persecuted for the teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save you. What saves you? The cross of Christ alone saves you. Is there more? And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so that they can boast about it and claim that claim you that uh, claim you as their disciples. Next. But as for me, May I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There's more. That was climactic right there, man. We could have just finished it. People clapped. We could have been gone. Because of that cross. My interest in this world has been crucified. And the world's interest in me has also, I don't care about this. All I care about what happened on that cross. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new. Stand to your feet.